Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Military Mom Talk Radio this afternoon. We're so excited that you're here, and I can't wait to share this hour with you. Uh, We have an awesome guest for you. All of you know and love Blythe Lippman, and uh, she is going to be with us today. And in honor of Blythe, uh, if you don't know, she is a chocoholic. (laughs) Find an interesting article <laughs> to uh, to share with you about M and M's, and it may not surprise you that there are many discoveries when during wartime. But in during World War II um, was when M and M's were born. Um, one of the families, the Mars family, M A R S, um, of course, were the creator of Milky Way, and uh, the son moved to England, and he was in uh, 1932 uh, began manufacturing some Mars bars for the troop in the United Kingdom. Well, it was during the Spanish Civil War, their war, that Mars encountered soldiers eating small chocolate beads that were encased in hard sugar to um, as a part of their rations. And um, he thought, well, uh, things are going to... Um, die down after the war, so he decided to look into uh, making his own version of this and was so impressed that they held up with the high temperatures and that this was what was given to the um, to the soldiers in their rations. He returned to the U.S. and approached a man named Bruce Murray, and that's M-U-R-R-I-E, and if you can guess, Mars and Murray, when they paired up, that was the beginning of M and M, um, which was pretty cool. Uh, he sought that partnership um, because he knew he could get a steady source of sugar and supplies during the rationing uh, during World War II. He gave Murray a 20% stake in the M&M product, and that's where M&Ms were born. In 1941, they were granted a patent and began manufacturing in New Jersey. Originally, they were sold in cardboard tubes, and M&Ms uh, were exclusively sold to the military, enabling the heat resistance and easy to transfer Sport chocolate being included in the soldiers' rations. Well, by the time the GIs came home, they were hooked. So it soon became uh, available to the general public. Mars did buy out Murray's share, um, and the famous brown package that we all know and love today was introduced in 1948. The peanut M&Ms made their debut in 1954. And in 1964, there were, uh, they joined again back with his father's company, Mars, and soon began, um, to 
produce them exclusively. And if you didn't know, um, and I did kind of know this before I read the article, but the filmmakers behind E.T., the, e. the extraterrestrial, had wanted Elliot to lure E.T. with M&Ms, but the ex- executives at Mars passed up on the opportunity. They went to Hershey. They found Reese's Pieces, and uh, that made their product skyrocket in the sales. And um, I think Mars certainly missed the boat on that one. So we're all happy to have discovered Reese's Pieces, uh, thanks to the little movie E.T. So that, uh, if you want more information about this, and there was a real interesting article, and it's on history.com. I, I love going there every so often and finding some things. Well, as I said at the beginning today, I'm so grateful to Blythe Lippman. She's the president and founder of Baby Instructions, headquartered in Scottsdale, Arizona, a warm day, I am sure. She is passionate about babies, toddlers, and their parents, and she's worked in the field for over 35 years, caring for more than 1,000 babies, toddlers, and caring for their parents. Blythe is an experienced baby and toddler expert with national following, as well as a TV personality, radio host, and and acclaimed author. And for the next hour, she is all ours. Blythe, thanks for being here. Oh, Robin, I love being on the show. And we have so much to share since summer is here. But I will tell you, it's cool here today. It's only 99 and our high is going to be 106. <laughs> so I'm getting out my sweaters. <laughs> I can't. T- I've got a polar fleece robe on right now because oh. I was so chilly. We've had a couple of rainy days, and here in New England, we I don't think we're over sixty six right now. We're oh. we're we're pretty chilly right I'm now. Not complain because you guys had a rough winter with the snow. Yeah, we so did. No complaints here. Yeah, it is um, interesting because I was looking at the map and we have a brother, Stephen, my husband's brother is up in Washington State um, and near Richland, Washington, and they've been 108, 109, day after day after day. And one of the reasons why I did want to talk to you today, Blythe, uh, the summer is here and Everybody's going on vacations, and I just really want to spend um, the hour talking a little bit about traveling with babies. We're talking a lot of heat in a great part of the of the uh, country, and uh, we, we've got the whole show to talk about it. But before we chat about just traveling and vacationing and, and babies themselves, we've got to spend a little bit of time talking about the new gentleman in your life. Oh, I'm so in love, and he's under six months and he doesn't talk back well sometimes he (laughs) cries you do have to change his diaper my grandson little alexander i am having so much fun i mean my friend said i can't even explain what it's like to be a grandma and they were right because i've said this to parents i've said you will never understand how you love something so much until you have your child and being a grandma you know what it comes back it's a little different because you're the grandma and you mm-hmm. sometimes can get sleep at the end of the night, sometimes not. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's great and he, it's fun. I mean, he's only seven weeks old, and my goodness, he's starting to make little noises and smiling. And of course, he's brilliant, like I'm sure every grandma well, says about their child, grandchild. <laughs> <laughs> Way above going to Harvard, Princeton, right? <laughs> what was one of the things that surprised you about being a grandma? I, you have been dealing with parents, as I said in the intro, for over 35 years. You of all should have been prepared to be a grandma. But what, what kind of took you aback? 
you know what? Again, there's no preparation to be a grandma. I mean, the love, the love's amazing. Mm-hmm. But, and being calm and not being worried about what you're doing because you've done it. And of course, I've done it for 35 years with, you know, helping mm-hmm. other parents. Sure. But what surprised me the most was how excited I was to watch my daughter with the baby and see her saying the same things and doing the same things and Mm -hmm. even the same mannerisms with the baby that surprised me and the other piece was that I have to like be quiet because (laughs) (laughs) I I forgot I didn't forget but you know every child family it's different I don't care if they're your children everybody has to learn in their own way and you know, being a grandma, sometimes you have to stand back. It's okay to say, well, maybe you might want to try this, but it's it's really surprising how hard it is to stand back and say, do this. So, <laughs> so I'm learning, but it's so much fun because my daughter is just, you know what, she can't stop thanking me, and I feel so grateful to have my children around me, my son-in-law, my son. Everybody's here, so I don't have to get on a plane you are lucky for that, yes, because there are so many, and especially those families who are separated, whether it be, uh, you know, being stationed elsewhere or having to move uh, to having to PCS moves. Uh, yeah, there there are a lot of families who do have to just only be on Skype or just only exchange those photographs. But thank goodness we do have those. We do have the, you know what, I don't even have a recording of my children um, gurgling or their first words. And nowadays you go on everybody's Facebook and you see the first step, you see their first words, you see you, everybody's able to just record so wonderfully quickly. And it's, it's great that this generation has that. It really is. Cause I think about the military families all the time. And I think my goodness to have to talk with a new daddy or new, you know, or a mom that with the dad's home with the toddlers, Via mm-hmm. Skype, you know, when you turn that computer off, I, my heart goes out to them because you want to be there. That's right. So you are lucky and you are helping out as far as um, Grammy duty, um, which is pretty cool. It's very cool. It's You're hard to lucky. say no. <laughs> yes, yes. And there again, um, I think so many new moms uh, are a little afraid to ask somebody for help. There are times, I mean, you're, you're physically, you've just recently gone through something physical. You're going through a lot of emotions. You need to find this new person in your life. You know, I think that was the one thing that shocked me about being a new mom. And I do remember this so distinctly. I would go to bed and be able to sleep and then be able to get up when I wanted to. And I had been married for a number of years before Ross came along. And um, all of a sudden, I had this baby that I needed to fit into my life. And, And I think we don't quite get that until the moment when you're realizing, Oh, wait a minute. I just went to sleep two hours ago. What do you mean I have to get up? Or that just realizing that everything you do from now on is going to include this other person. And I think that was the hardest thing. It wasn't a bad thing, but I think it was, um, you know, I think it just took some, some getting used to. It's and, a shock. Uh, and you know what? You can't be afraid to ask for help. If somebody says, can I come over and just hold the baby while you take a shower? The answer is yes, yes, and yes. It's okay. Yes, 
it is okay. Yeah, it is okay. And um, sometimes it's church um, people who can come over. Sometimes it's a relative. Um, I understand that I'm breaking up a little bit, so Toganet's going to call me during the break. We do have a commercial break coming up, Blythe. Um, but on the other side of the break, we want to talk a little bit about being during vacations and um, being able to travel. Even though that little person is now a part of your life, it doesn't mean it has to limit your life. It's going to enhance your life, and we're going to give you all the tips you need in order to make sure that this summer and every summer hereafter is going to be an enjoyable and a fun one. And I can't, uh, I just am so excited for you, Blythe, that this is only the beginning of lots of fun days with your little baby. Thank you. Stay tuned. We've got a whole hour with Blythe Lippman right after the break. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. The WooHoo Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. What in the world are you listening to, young man? Oh, Mom, it's just a cool comedy radio show. Well, it sounds much too adult-oriented for you, young man. But it's PG-13, and it's about six super nerds having crazy adventures while they try to take over the world. And you are only 12. Now go to your room and watch Nickelodeon or something. Oh, Mom. Now just what is this? (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, that's funny I've got to tell my friends about Paranoia Texas on TylerNet and Toginet Radio Monday nights at 8pm It's a show filled with outrageous adventure and hilarious attitude But it's definitely rated PG-13 I love it We'll put a boot in your ass It's the American way Help us out, put your name Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, 
Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Welcome back, everyone. This is Robin Boyd with you today, and I hope you can hear me a little better now. Sandra's off today, but in her place, we have the illustrious Blythe Lipman with us today, baby and toddler instruction uh, guru. And uh, you have two uh, two books called Help My Baby Came Without Instruction and More Help My Baby Came Without Instructions. And then you came out with Baby and Toddler Instructions, Blythe. And uh, that was two, gee, two years ago now that that's yes. been out. Yeah. Help My Toddler Came Without Instructions. And that's the bigger book because those toddlers do a few more things than the babies do. (laughs) (laughs) Have you um, heard any um, interesting anecdotes because of your toddler book? You know, it's funny because I always hear the same questions. My toddler won't go to sleep. My toddler is biting. My toddler is hitting. My toddler is throwing. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because the toddler's really not doing anything he's not supposed to. He's just trying to figure it out. When a toddler throws something, he wants to see what's going to happen. Just like when a baby's in a high chair and they throw their toy on the floor 500 times. Mm -hmm. They're not sitting there going, let me see if I can upset mommy or daddy. <laughs> it's, that's how they learn. It's cause and effect. If I throw it, they'll pick it up. If I that's throw it, right. they'll pick it up. Yes, yes. It's that so, cause and effect. You know, in the toddler book in the beginning, I have the toddler creed, which I don't know if you've ever heard, but the toddler creed is basically that it's all about the toddler. You know, if, 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 it was, um, if I want it, it's mine. If I give it to you and change my mind later, it's mine, and it goes out, it's all mine. And then the last sentence is, if it breaks or needs putting away, it's yours. (laughs) (laughs) And isn't that so true? I mean, it is very, they are, that is their ego, um, it's their ego world. They just are within themselves, but they haven't branched out yet. And I think this is what's challenging for a new parent, um, to have to realize that that developmental stage is going to take its time in coming that you can't force it, whether it be um, understanding the, the the parallel play and, and interactive play, whether it means the potty training, all of that's going to come at that child's time frame. It's not going, it's really hard to push those um, the developmental stages until the child is ready. It really is. And, you know, the biggest thing that parents have to remember is what you said, that it will come at their own time. However, don't when it's too much and you just, you know, you're you're at your the end of your rope, it's okay to do that, but don't take it out on your toddler. Don't scream and yell. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite, favorite tips is when your toddler is acting out, get down to his or her le- level and whisper in their ear. Oh. And it's amazing how they'll stop and even look at you like, what are you doing? It's really- <laughs> how interesting. But isn't it true that all of a sudden they have to pay attention at a different level? This is a different stimulation. This is not something that um, usually everybody's voice accelerates and and gets louder. Um, And all of a sudden this is a different sensory uh, for for them. And, boy, isn't that brilliant. You know what it is? And then when they do that, sometimes it's really fun. Ask your toddler if they can whisper they have the hardest time whispering because toddlers are loud and it's so much fun because you'll both break up in giggles and laughing to try to get your toddler to whisper 
Whisper oh, and smell the flowers. When you ask a baby, an older baby, to smell the flowers, it's so cute. Oh, God. Yeah, they kind of do that. <laughs> they blow yeah, they out instead of sniffing it. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so precious. Well, let's start. You've got your little one um, in your family now, and let's talk a little bit about the summer heat. You've got some heat to beat the band out there, um, and it's got to be – I know every buildings and whatnot are all um, air-conditioned out there, but what is a good common practice when you're uh, traveling with babies in the car? It's got to be difficult when you're talking that kind of heat. You know what? It is, and I have to say – I a couple things I love. I love the shades on the side of the car. You, it mm-hmm. hooks to the window, and it makes it shady. It really does keep that back seat a little cooler. Um, also, unfortunately, we've had more than a few instances where parents have left their babies in the car, and they've died. Mm-hmm. And I have to bring this up because parents are in a rush. No parent ever would ever do this in and forget mm-hmm. their child. But you know mm-hmm. what? They're getting ready for work, and sometimes they think the husband took the baby. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I one of the things that a parent can do is when you put your baby in the car, take off your left shoe and put it in the back seat next to the car seat. Mm. You, you will never forget your child in the car. It's one thing to forget a computer. It's another thing to get out of the car, especially in the heat, with one shoe. Mm-hmm. And I have to say this because it's the beginning of the summer now. We've already had three or four casualties here in Arizona where, oh my word. where yeah. they left the babies in the car, and it takes like 20 minutes to heat up to over 100 oh. degrees. And Right, right. You know, so that's, that's one thing. Also, when you take your baby out of the car seat or your toddler, you know, that's in a booster seat, those buckles get so darn hot. I know they have some products called Cool Seat that you can put on the seat. A really simple thing to do is take some water bottles and put them in the freezer and put them in a Ziploc bag. When you go, I know it's one more thing to remember, but when you take your baby out to go someplace, put those bottles, a Ziploc with the bottles in your bag and when you get out after you take your baby out put the bottles on the buckles on the seat not only will it keep them cool but when you come back you have something to drink that's nice and cool well sure sure that's those i mean we don't want to touch the steering wheel because it's so hot when you first get in the car and we don't think about the fact that even if they've got a little t-shirt a little onesie on that heat's going to go right through that fabric oh absolutely Mm. you know and you And also, even though it may be a little warm, I mean, I like most of the car seats on the back headrest are plastic Mm -hmm. that support the neck. Mm -hmm. If you take one of your burp cloths and wrap it around there so there's fabric instead of your baby just putting his his or her head on the plastic, plastic. will keep them a little cooler, too, because everything does get so hot, even if you don't live in Arizona. I mean, you know, it's summertime. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah, we in New England will have a few days up in the 90s, and we, we'll have a stretch, and we might have that humidity come, come in here. Uh, so even up here, we're still talking some hot summer days. And you're right. I mean, I, I have seen people leave the car to go in. They pumped gas. They went in to, um, you know, pump gas and go inside to pay or whatever, and that just, you know, those are the kinds of things that you just can't do. You know, you're just going to be... Um, you just have to do other things. 
you know, that's all there is. It's scary. I mean, never, ever leave your kids in the car. You know, years ago, we, they didn't have seatbelts, which wasn't safe. But, you know, many yeah. times I've seen parents, like, just run into Seven Eleven, or they're just going to mm-hmm. go in the bank. Don't ever leave your children alone in the car. Right, right. I I was so cognizant of that when I was a young mother, and I think that's, that's those are the things, oh, I'm just going to be a minute, oh, it's just going to be a minute, and a minute <clears throat> is never a guarantee, and a minute is too long. So It is too long, <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially in this world, Robin. You know what? There's still carjackings, and I mean, it's scary. That's right. You know, yeah. one of the questions that parents ask me all the time is when I go to the grocery store and I have my groceries and the baby and it's hot, what mm-hmm. do I put in first? Do I put the groceries in first? Do I put the baby in the car and turn it on, you know, and turn the air conditioner on? And that's yeah. a really tough one. Yeah. And I, you know, there's no steadfast rule with that. But for me, I would not want to leave the baby in a car yeah. that's running with me in the hatchback putting the groceries in. Right. Right, right. I, but that's my, you know, what do you think? That's my opinion. I think um, I had, uh, if, the, if the baby was comfortable in the carriage and you're standing there with the carriage, to me that is, you know, you, you've got your eyes and your hand right on that child. So um, that's what I used to do. I would not put them in until I was ready to get in the car myself. Um, you know, I, I, it's very difficult, and I guess every mom has to make that choice. Um, it is not easy uh, to do it all. I, some of our single moms out there um, have to do the groceries, have to um, mow the lawn, have to do all of those things, and that's there again. Um, when you're outside mowing the lawn and baby's inside, um, yeah, that's, that's really tough. That's when having a neighbor come over and just sit inside and read while you're outside mowing the lawn or whatever, um, there's, especially in the summertime, if there's a neighbor that's got a 12-year-old or a 14-year-old maybe that's looking for a little spending money, a little movie money, that's, the, that's kind of, I used to have a mother's helper. That's what I would do. I did too. I did, too. And, you know, even though the monitors are great if you're going to be outside for two seconds. Yeah. But if you're going to be out there a half hour, I don't like right. leaving babies in the house alone. Right, right. Or, like I say, mowing the lawn, you couldn't hear anything. No. Um, and if, if baby, you know, something were to happen, that that to me, I, I am was very big on a mother's helper. I had a small business at the time. My husband and I had a business, and I just needed to have some focus time. And it was really great. I didn't leave. I was still at the house, and the mother's helper was just there to play with the two kids. And um, so if anything happened, I still was right there, but it did give me that walk-away time. I could go to the bathroom. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and it's such a treat when you can do it by yourself. That's what I had Wednesday afternoons, Wendy Severn's. My mother's helper. But, you know, I have to tell you this because my daughter has this really cool app on her phone, which you can use for a baby. She put it on for the dog. She's got an older dog. And Uh when the dog moves, she gets an alert on her phone so she can look at the camera in her house to see what the dog's doing. So. I'm yep, sure. You know what? We have one of those, too, in our family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Blythe, we've got to go to a commercial break, but we're going to pick this up on the other side of the break. Uh, it's so interesting to hear all of your points of view because I know that you have been, uh, all of your ideas and thoughts and opinions are so tried and true, uh, and we're going to talk more with you on the other side of the break. We're here today with Blythe Littman of Baby and Toddler Instructions. 
Don't go away. We're going to be right back. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With Baby and Toddler Instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Toginet Radio. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Doginet.com. Welcome back to Military Money Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Welcome back, everyone. This is Robin Boyd with you today on Military Mom Talk Radio. Sandra's off today, but we have Blythe Littman with us today. And I wanted to remind you, if you have missed any of this show or any of our more than 200 shows, you are always able to get them at our host station, toganet.com. On our show page, you can get them at iTunes. You can also download them from our website, militarymomtalkradio.com. Lots of great shows, great programming from toganet.com, including Blythe's show, Baby and 
Toddler Instructions every Wednesday. So if you're looking for some good stuff to listen to at the beach, just download a few of those podcasts and head on out to the shore or the lake and have some great listening while you're there. We are so happy you're here, Blythe, and talking about heading out to the shore and, and the lake and the, and the uh, day trips. Uh, let's talk a little bit about babies and toddlers and some good advice. I, I know when you're, especially when you're the first baby, you're the mom of a first child, every little dust, every little speck of, of cat hair, every little everything it drives you insane. You're a germaphobe. And then the second child comes around and you're like, oh, sure, they use the cat brush instead of their own brush. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, sure, that's okay. Um, somehow the second child, we just have that, that guard down. But we still have to remember that um, little tiny ones heading out to the beach, we've got to do some different um, maybe choices or different precautions, or maybe we should forgo that beach trip altogether. What do you think? Well, a lot of things. First, while you're talking, I always have this picture in my mind that I've seen moms do. If your baby takes a pacifier and they drop it on the floor in the mm-hmm. mall, they drop it someplace on the beach in the on the towel or you're at the pool, don't mm-hmm. pick it up and put it in your own mouth to try to clean mm-hmm. it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have seen more moms do this, and especially mm-hmm. I, in the mall. It's like, mm-hmm. don't do that. You know what? We do talk about germs, and the first one, we are germpho- germaphobes. And you know what? That's not such a bad thing. You know, yeah. people come into your house, and they may have a sore throat. You want to make sure they wash their hands or caregivers. Mm-hmm. But anyway, going to the beach, going to the pool, going to the lake. The question is, can you take your baby and can you put sunscreen on a little baby? Well, according to Dr. Cheryl Sachs, she's a pediatrician at the Food and Drug, says the best approach is to keep infants under six months out of the sun and to avoid exposure to the sun between 10 and 2, which we all know. I mean, I, my parents always said that to me for years. You know, don't go in the sun then. Sure. But what the issue is that the baby's skin is is so less mature than adults. And, you know, the infants have a higher surface area to body weight ratio compared to the older children. But the factors mean that the exposure to the exposure to the chemicals in the sunscreen is greater when you're putting this, you know, sunscreen are chemicals and you're putting Mm -hmm. it on this little skin and they can have side effects. But, you know, you want to go to the beach and you're, your baby is the family. You can't leave the baby home. Keep them in the shade if possible. Sure. You know, always keep them in the shade. And mm-hmm. you know what? Also, the other thing it says is check with your pediatrician because things change all the time. And oh, some sure. pediatricians will say you can put sunscreen on their feet or their legs. But, you know, also the American Academy of Pediatrics says put put your infants in lightweight, long pants, long sleeve shirts. Now, this is their this is their opinion and say what they should do. I cannot imagine taking my baby out in Arizona in long sleeves in 109 degrees. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. You know, try to try to keep them out of the sun and especially if you're a breastfeeding mom, mm-hmm. they tell you that the baby you don't need to give the baby water the first year. That's their rule that you can breastfeed and you know what? My feeling was, and you can tell me I could never understand this, if I get thirsty, isn't the baby thirsty? So 
Well, you know, sure, and that was a benchmark even that my pediatrician had said because we had our first baby in the middle of the winter, um, and here I was trying so hard to bundle him up and keeping him so warm, and he was just thrashing. I think he was six weeks old, and he was already flipping over because he was just so darn hot. And the doctor said, oh, no, he wouldn't be flipping over this early or whatever age he was, and I put him on the little the little exam thing, and boom, there he went, and he said, wow, this is really something. This child is really flipping over. But it was, he said, you have to, if you're hot with that many layers on, the child is going to be hot with that many layers on. And I'm sure if you're thirsty, um, you have to think that this child is going to be thirsty too. I guess um, you do have to go by your um, by your pediatrician's advice as far as the, the water and the fluids. And if right. it means breastfeeding more frequently, you've just got to keep yourself hydrated uh, in order to be able to um, not not have difficulty because I would think that it would be more difficult to nurse if you yourself were were parched. You know, one of my one of my other tips is if you're breastfeeding or if you're bottle feeding, every time you give your baby a feeding, drink a glass of water, iced tea, whatever liquid you like, because not mm-hmm. only does it help your milk supply come in, but it mm-hmm. does keep you hydrated. Also, if you're going to d- go on a beach vacation, you mm-hmm. know, put a hat on the baby, keep them in the shade, but also Remember, check the diaper. If your baby's diaper is dry for too long, then the baby is getting dehydrated. And again, try breastfeeding more if it's yeah. so hot. But check those diapers. And a sign of, you know, a sign of the dehydration is that their diapers are dry. So, you know, that's Good another point. tip. Also, yeah. if the doctor does say you can use a little sunscreen, make uh-huh. sure they don't contain other things like DEET or like it's something called AAP that they use for also for insect repellents. You know, oh, you have wow. to be sure. very careful. And a lot of the companies do make sunscreen, and a lot of the green companies make sunscreen just for the babies. But, again, like you said, check with the pediatrician because yeah. they know best and doesn't mean you have to stay home. Also, you were talking about a mother's helper. Yeah. Take a mother's helper with you. You know what? Nothing better than, you know, maybe leaving the 15-year-old in the room for an hour or so and mm-hmm. taking turns. Sure, sure. And I, re- I mean, I remember bring, lugging a big umbrella. We had one of those big beach umbrellas that we would we would bring down to the lake or the beach. Um, and just I, because I'm uh, a cancer survivor, I stay under the umbrella more than not because I don't. I can't tolerate the sun anymore either, but uh, there's nothing wrong with enjoying the fresh air from underneath a, 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 a beautiful umbrella and be able to spend the time that way. Oh, I guess absolutely. what's the most important is that we're spending time, period, with that's our right. children. You know what? That's right. And, you know, again, I have parents ask me if they can take their little ones in the pool. Well, they're, mm-hmm. again, my opinion, to take a six-week-old in a pool, he or she you'll, may think they're back in the womb, only it's colder. I mean, <laughs> you know, honestly, if you if you do have one of those vacations, spend the time, hug your babies. If you have a toddler, play a game with them. Build a sandcastle. It doesn't mm-hmm. all have to be around the water. If what about too young. chlorine with your little ones? The chlorine is tough on their skin, and especially especially when they're so little. I mean, toddlers, they're starting swimming lessons for babies at six months old, mm-hmm. and 
they're used to being in the water and they're still, you know, they just come out of the womb. And I don't know, you know, how much they retain. I have never seen a study on that if you kind of teach them what to do at six months. But mm -hmm. again, my suggestion is if you're going to be in a pool with your baby or toddler, as soon as you come out, rinse them off. Yeah. Most public places or even if you're at a hotel, go in and, and just shower them off and put a dry bathing suit on if you're going to come back on the beach or at the pool. And that way you don't have those chemicals sitting on that sensitive little skin. Mm. I also, Robin, I wanted to talk about something and... Yeah. It was just on the news again. It talked about dry drowning. And I had a guest, I had a guest on my show that he has a swim school here that he's had for years. But he talked about dry drowning, which I had never heard of until last year. Yeah. You know, people think that when somebody is drowning, they put their arms up in the air and they're screaming. And usually it's silent. But what can happen is you can have a child that's in the water and they, you know, they swallow water and they're struggling a little bit and maybe they're just learning how to swim. And even though you're with them, they're struggling. So dry drowning is really scary. The kids look fine. They just had the sputtering and coughing episode. But what can happen is in the next 24 hours, their lungs can start to have a massive inflammatory reaction to the water they inhaled into their lungs. And it's really scary because some kids have ended up on a ventilator for a couple of days. You know, they and some kids have gone to bed and unfortunately, they never woke up. Mm. So a couple things to remember. If your child has been in the water, if they're a toddler, even an adult, and they had one of these little episodes. You know, kids swallow water all the time when sure. they first learn how to swim. Yep. But when they come out of the water, if they, even the next morning, if they have a little cough, you know, if, they, if they're not acting like themselves, if they're kind of quiet, if you know, you know your kids, if they're vomiting, yeah. the behavior changes, your kids just feel sick or they're too sleepy, you know, you know your own child, don't mess around with it. There's never a reason to be embarrassed to call the pediatrician to take your child over there. You know what? It's better to be safe than sorry. And this doesn't happen a lot. However, mm -hmm. if you're a parent, it's good to know about these things. You know, children under age four may benefit from lessons to get acclimated to the water, but uh, don't count the lessons to keep your toddler safe in the water. You know, read the tips, keep them safe. But don't go to the pool and worry about drowning and dry drown. Have a good time with your kids. Get sure, in the water with them. Sure. Have fun. But, again, I did have to mention this because it was just I'm glad you did. again. And, you know, like me, a lot of people never heard of dry drowning or secondary drowning. And it's, you know, it always happened. It's happened for years. It is scary. I mean, and we would go crazy if we worried about every little thing, but there's no reason why we can't be aware of them. But we've got one more commercial break, and uh, we're going to keep you on for the last segment and talk a little bit more uh, about having a great summer with our baby and toddlers. This is Robin Boyd with you uh, with Blythe Lippman. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a moment. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. 
LinkedIn. It's a great tool and a great way to do business in today's social media-driven world. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady with the LinkedIn Lady Show, Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern on allbusinessradionetwork.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is designed to inform, inspire, and educate businesses. Every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose. And the LinkedIn Lady will interview a variety of guests, such as business owners who can showcase their business and talk about how they use social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. As trends change and new applications become available, the LinkedIn Lady Show will bring that information to you in an easy-to-use, fun, and engaging way. Every Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern, it's the LinkedIn Lady Show with Carol McManus on AllBusinessRadioNetwork.com. Ladies and gentlemen, tune in every Monday night during the debut episode of Paranoia Texas at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, and you will get a chance to win some very cool prizes from McDonald's, Walmart, Geek World, Red Petal Salon, and so much more. All you have to do is listen for the cue, and when you hear this music, call in. That's every Monday night at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, and win those cool prizes. This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Welcome back, everyone. This is Robin Boyd with you today on Military Mom Talk Radio, and we're here today with Blythe Lippman, our good friend Blythe. Um, I I had to laugh when I was reading about the M and M's because I was thinking of you in in your chocolate fetish. <laughs> oh, I love chocolate. I wish you were here because I have a. Um picture frame that you can actually put M&Ms in and you turn the bottom of it and they come out of the frame. Oh, how adorable. I have to pretend it's not there. (laughs) (laughs) That's the trouble with knowing that they're sitting there because they stare at you and say, eat me, eat me, eat me all day long. Yes, they do. Are you a chocoholic? (laughs) Well, I guess I am and I'm not. I really am pretty fond of the darker, the darker chocolates. Um, 
And I don't eat a lot of chocolate, but you know what I do love? And you were the one who introduced me to them with those candies uh, over at the Seize Candy Company, S-E-E-S. Oh, they, the hard candies. They have a hard chocolate candy. And especially if I'm sort of trying to watch what, you know, so I'm not nibbling. When you work in an office, honestly, it's like somebody brings in the coffee cake or, you know, you're you're sitting at your desk and it's so easy to just, you know, eat another granola bar, eat another whatever. And uh, all of a sudden you're realizing that you're not exercising the way you should be because you're at a desk and you nibble. I mean, there's just no way of getting around it. And I found that those little hard candies, and I, I wish they made more, um, they were more readily available because I love, for example, a Tootsie Roll, the hard candy Tootsie Pop, the just the chocolate part. I don't want the inner, inside of it. I just want the hard candy shell part oh. of it. Uh, and C's, that these candies out your way is the only one that I have found that carries a hard chocolate, um, like a lozenge or a hard candy chocolate. So. And it's good. I may have, be, have to make a trip over there to C's. When you're out of stock, you have to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember sending the chocolate, though, to your mom. Yes, yeah, thank you so much for remembering my mom when when she was with us. She did, sure did enjoy. We did have our have our chocolate share. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know, Blythe, we've been talking a lot about the summer and baby care and toddler care. Um, and it is I mean, we don't have to stop what we had planned. We but you know, there are times when we're going to go on vacation. We've got to go down and see the relatives, you know, 2,000 miles away. We're going to either get on a plane or get in a car, and we've got to travel with baby and toddler. And honestly, it means like four more bags that we've got to carry, I swear. <laughs> it's like dragging the carriage, dragging the whatever. Um, what are some travel tips to keeping kids um, comfortable and keeping parents sane? Well, you know, before I, before I go into that, first of all, if you're going to be going to – if you're going to be gram- going to grandma's and staying at their house or a relative's mm-hmm. house, get mm-hmm. prepared. Sometimes you can rent the cribs, the car seats, the strollers, so you don't have to drag all that stuff. Just bring your own bedding and wipe things off if you're going to rent something. There's some very reputable rental companies for baby equipment. Also, ask the relative, wherever you're going to be staying, don't be shy and afraid to ask them to please put their pills and vitamins away and up in a cupboard because, you know, grandparents that don't have babies around all the time or even aunts and uncles, they leave their vitamins out because nobody's going to touch them. Of course, sure. So and they ask, probably don't have childhood caps on to boot. Right, so. absolutely. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't be afraid to say, would you mind just putting them up in the cabinet while we're here? Because to a toddler, it looks like M&M's. They don't know. Yeah. And even though you're watching them all the time, takes one second. And toddlers, if they're not childproof caps. So that's a couple things to do before you get there. If you're going to be on an airplane, one of the, a couple things I love If you have a toddler, go to the dollar store and get some age-appropriate little toys and wrap them up just in some tissue or something and take them with you. And when your toddler gets kind of antsy, because it is hard to sit on a plane, and this will work in the car as well, as long as they're age-appropriate, there aren't small parts they can put in their mouth, dole them out one at a time and take that with you, and it's a surprise. The other thing is... um, 
get a couple plastic cups. They make plastic, little plastic cups in all colors. You can do color games with them. A lot of children love the goldfish crackers. They mm. are perfect on a plane. Once the plane takes off, they are perfect on the plane to put on the um, table. And again, take wipes and wipe it off. I wipe off everything because you oh, just yeah. don't know, you know, and it's easy to take the, the wipes with you. Wipe off the tray, put the cups on there, get take two or three and some goldfish and you can play the counting game and you can put three in the red cup and how many are in the blue cup. There's so many things just with plastic cups and goldfish. Sure. Sure. And oh. there you go. That's going to keep them engaged for quite a bit. And and that's still one-on-one time that they don't, they might not have otherwise with you. Exactly. And you know what? Keep them full. A cranky toddler it's not a good thing to travel with, so they can eat the goldfish crackers, or you can use, you can, you know, you can use pieces of fruit. Make sure they're cut up very small. Don't give your toddlers grapes unless you cut them in four pieces. Oh, they're sure. perfect shape to get caught in the throat. If you have a baby during takeoff and landing, make sure they're either using a binky if they're if they like that, or you feed them because those little ears are sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, in the car, it's hard to do the goldfish game in the car, but mm-hmm. I. I always love doing the games out the window, the color games. How many trucks do you see or do you see anything green or you see anything red? Or even the game I spy with my little eye and the person (laughs) gets to say what they see and you all have to guess. Or you can say, I'm thinking of an animal and it has has a red, you know, it has something red or something brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I have to say, when we had just the one child, there were times that I would, we, the three of us would be in the car, and I would sit in the back seat, um, because he, our our son at a very young age was just not a sleeper. He just was awake, and he was busy, and uh, he was also a little Houdini, who could wiggle out of things very easily. So when we had to go for any distance, I mean, it would have been nice if my I could sit next to my husband, but... You know what? It's okay. We were all sitting together in the same car, and I sat in the back seat with him just to make sure that he was, and um, that's just something you might have to do. Also, if you have two, if you have an if you have a toddler and an older child, and they're in the back seat and they're going to fight and they're going to co- they're going to copy each other, mm-hmm. I used to put my hand in the back seat. This is terrible. I'm going to lose my credibility. <laughs> I used to put my hand in the back seat and say, "Whoever I grab is going to get pinched," and they would stop right away. <laughs> and I'm short, so my arm isn't that long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I really they didn't get too many pinches because it, it was kind of funny, actually. My daughter still talks about it. <laughs> oh, cute. Well, I, I guess what parent hasn't gotten to the limit and, and just have – and I my kids have heard this story a gazillion times that I would go shopping with them. I'd put the two of them in one cart, and I would, I would drag around a second cart just to put the groceries in. And you've got to envision this because I am four foot eight inches tall and have pushing two kids carriages was really quite the comical scene and one day they were just out of sorts it was just later in the afternoon I shouldn't have been shopping at that time because they were cranky but I just that was the time that I got to the store and they both started just getting and I walked away 
left the cart completely full, one over my shoulder, one under my arm, and they were very upset with me. And they never did it again because they knew that mom meant business, that I wasn't going to put up with it. But anyway. Yes, I've done that too. You know what? I've done that too. Don't ever look at your kids and go, does anybody know who kids, whose kids these are? <laughs> No, I take full responsibility. These kids, they are mine, and I, I will drag them out of a store if they need to, and they know snacks. that. But. but the tip is snacks. Make sure if you're going to the grocery store and it's late yeah. in the day, snacks. Yeah. Hunger is bad. Yeah. Cranky's yeah. And cranky is from hunger. Definitely, definitely. Um, where can we find your books, Blythe? Because I want people to have your books available. If they are out uh on the beach, what a great read uh, to have one of your books available. You know, if you're on the beach, they're on audible.com, so you can even listen to my books. Oh, wonderful. So you don't have to take the book. They're also, you can you can uh, do the download. They're mm-hmm. available on Amazon. They're on Barnes & Noble. You can go to my website, mybestparentingadvice.com, and you can order them directly, and I will sign them and mail them. So lots of places and lots of tips about everything that you never thought about. It's true, and I have read your books, and I have found that I love the fact that it's not a a cover-to-cover kind of book. You don't have to start at the beginning and go right to the end. You can go to the areas that you need the most when you need them, and it's such a wonderful guide. Um, I love your, your research has been phenomenal to be able to put all of these topics and ideas and quite frank discussions because, you know, there's a lot of times that you say, oh, gee, I don't know if I should bring this up. I'm embarrassed to ask, but Blythe has them covered. So, Blythe, let me thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. I love to be on the show. And Robin will be on my show on July 15th on baby and toddler instructions, and we'll continue our conversation. We will. I'm so looking forward to it, Blythe. And um, we want to make sure that everybody knows your show is on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, and Pacific would make it 8 a.m.? 8 a.m.? right? 8 a.m., but there is all the podcasts. Like you said, you can always download a podcast if you've missed it. Isn't that wonderful? Blythe Lipman, thanks so much for being here. We appreciate it. Thanks, Robin. You have a great rest of your day and your 60 degrees. I will be out in 106. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go put a polar fleece on and you can go uh, open open the uh, air conditioner. Thanks, everyone, for being with us. Uh, We appreciate it. And we'll see you next time on Military Mom Talk Radio.